Hello, my name is Matthew Philbrick, host of The Real Game, a podcast by coaches for coaches. Welcome to episode number three. Hopefully you had a chance to listen to episode two last week when I had the privilege of hosting my brother, Mark, as we discussed the coach official dynamic. That was a really good time. I had a good time having him on the show. I will say I've been super excited uh, this week about the episode that we're recording now as I am joined by some very special people in my life, uh, five of them to be exact. Uh, Before I introduce them, Let me give a a little context here to what this episode is going to be about. Um, I married my beautiful wife, Kathy, in 1995. Uh, At that time, we really didn't have a whole lot of direction. We ended up moving to South Carolina in uh, 1996. And that's where I took my first teaching and coaching position. Uh, It was shortly after that that my oldest son, Trevor, was born. Uh, in the fall of 1996. So I never really knew a time where I was coaching full-time and being, uh, and and that I wasn't a husband and a dad also. Um, So that's kind of what sets up the episode today. The the discussion that we're going to have today is about coaching and coaches and how to balance and juggle the, the family situation and kids and being a spouse I know there's a lot of coaches out there who uh, are married and have kids and uh, obviously coaching can be, it can be a, a full-time um, endeavor. Um, I used to have uh, my, my college basketball coach used to tell us that his wife had a magnet that he would put on his uh, refrigerator when basketball season started. And basically it said, we now interrupt this marriage for basketball season. And there's probably some truth to that. Um, we, we as coaches, obviously we want to put a lot of time into, into our craft and, and we want to do it well, but at the same time, when you have a family, uh, that has to be a priority. Also, if you have a, a wife that has to be a priority. And, uh, so how do we as coaches, uh, uh, juggle all of those things and try to make that work all at the same time. So anyways, today I am joined by my family. Uh, I've I had the privilege of of being a coach and, and a dad and a husband all at the same time. And my kids were always and my wife always very supportive of, of what I did. And so today I'm happy to have them on the show. We're going to be discussing a little bit uh, of what it, what that was like from their perspective, not so much mine, but from their perspective as as a kid and as a wife and as a mom and what that looked like to them. So I'm going to just very briefly introduce everybody. Uh, I have first my, we'll go youngest to oldest and my youngest, my daughter, Avery, she's on here. And then next will be my son, Ryan, and then my next son, Logan, and then my oldest son, Trevor. And then we're also joined by my wife, Kathy. So let's start first uh, with Logan. How, how are you, Logan? I'm good. Hi, how are you? Um, I'm doing great. It's great to have you on the show today. I'm, um, Lo- I think Logan was one of my biggest fans when it came to starting this podcast he's kind of in the in this world a little bit himself and um so when i when i started the podcast he had a lot of good advice for me and and i appreciate that logan but 
we're just gonna I'm gonna circle kind of back around to the topic at hand here today, Logan. Um, from what you can remember, well, as a kid, and, and it's funny because even recently, a lot you've said to me, oh, I don't remember that much about my childhood, like you know. Um, but I'm curious to hear your answer to this question. But from what you can remember. Were, were games an exciting time for you as a kid or, or was it more of a drudgery? And would you say at that time of your life, you would have preferred just to stay home and not be there? Well, the first thing I would like to say is I don't remember a lot about my childhood. It seems like I've heard that before recently. Yeah, um, I've definitely brought it up. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think it was anything to dread. I, I I think as a kid, I definitely enjoyed attending games and and supporting you, even though I maybe didn't know exactly what that meant very young. Um, but I think, I think as I grew up mainly at the end of high school and, and after I graduated, I definitely appreciated, uh, being able to attend the games in person, uh, a lot more, especially, um, home games. Uh, I liked, I liked being able to support you as a coach and, and I enjoyed watching the games a lot more than when I was younger when I, I didn't really understand what was going on. Yeah. It seems like, um, it kind of morphed from, uh, you guys, the, my earliest recollections of you guys as kids at games where you guys are just running all over the place, like running up and down the halls and running to the concession stand frequently trying to get food and money for food and, um, hanging out with your friends. So, and then, it, and then it slowly, the, the older you guys got, it seemed to transition a little more to, you guys being in the stands and sometimes holding up signs and um, and being more supportive that way and engaging more in the actual contest uh, and, and watching the game instead of just being there, you know, hanging out with your friends and stuff like that. So anyways, that's 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 great. That's a great answer, Logan. I appreciate your input input on that. All right. So, Trevor, um, what is your earliest recollection of going to games and just being in that atmosphere? You know, you were you were born in the first actually the first year I started coaching. Uh, so what's your you know, you, you were a baby when I started. Um, what is your earliest recollection of being in that atmosphere? I guess my earliest recollection is probably a lot of me getting in trouble at basketball games for not not just sitting and doing what I was supposed to be doing and okay. trying to wander off. I'm sure that never happened. Yeah, I'm sure that never happened. <laughs> I'm sure mom would say otherwise. But. <laughs> Avery, let's let's come to you for a second. Uh, what's the most exciting memory you have growing up in a coach's house? Either something recent or something more as a kid, or maybe there's a couple things that stand out in your mind. Um, well, kind of like you said, um, I don't remember a lot when I was younger because I was just like running around everywhere. Um, but like the biggest thing was you winning the championship last year just because like you wanted it so bad. Like I know all of us wanted that for you so bad. And um, you won a championship in Indiana, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah I think you were in, uh, second, help me out. Second mama. grade. I would have been in second grade, grade yeah. first. first grade, yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't remember that at all. So I think being able to like witness you win was pretty cool. So yeah. Yeah. That was, that was awesome. Last year, we, uh, my team won, won the, cha- the league championship here that we're in. And I can, I can honestly say I wanted it really bad last year. And there's only one time I've wanted it worse. And that's this year. <laughs> um, here we go. 
I, I can say that repeating is something that, well, you guys know. I mean, it's something I've talked about since we won last year. To win it back-to-back uh, would be awesome. Um, and we're working on that. So we're, we're, getting, we're getting closer, and, and the guys are definitely working hard on that. But I think one of my earliest memories, Avery, of you at a game was when you were in maybe first grade or in kindergarten. Um, your mom used to teach or coach the cheerleading team. Yeah. And I can remember you having a little cheerleading uniform. You've probably seen pictures of that. No, I remember a it. Little, yeah. A little cheerleading uniform and jumping up and down and leading cheers and stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure there was a stretch of time where you wouldn't even take that uniform <laughs> off for days at a time. So uh, that, those are good times for sure. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, let's have you chime in a little bit. How's it going there, bud? Hi, dad. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, have you ever thought, Ryan, about how your life might be different, either as a kid or now, if your dad hadn't been a coach? Well, that's a hard one. Well, it is. It is a hard one. I feel like I feel like growing up. Well, personally, I didn't. I didn't play sports growing up, except for maybe one one year. I did. But I know a lot of the kids that I know a lot of the kids that I, I was in school with either had you as a coach or knew you as a coach and played sports. And right. I feel like you've only ever been at least at least from and I know nobody would ever tell me if they didn't like you, but it was pretty clear. It was pretty clear always that everybody well, had, maybe. maybe everybody had everybody had a <laughs> lot of respect for you as a coach and you were very well liked. And I feel like there was always a sense of pride knowing like having you as my dad and, and having people know that, that I was your son um, because you were such mm-hmm. a, a respected, you were such a respected member of whatever, whatever school we were at at the time. Um, but I think that brought, I think that gave me a little bit of, a little bit of confidence growing up. Um, sure. And also, you, you know, I feel like, I feel like you being a coach wherever we're at, it, it kind of, played into other things like you being the athletic director at schools that we were at. And that kind of, I feel like in some way had influence over where we, where we ended up. So I feel like, yeah, things would be probably be a lot different. Had you not been a, had you not been a coach, you know, throughout all of our childhoods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's a yeah. good point. I think, I think I referenced that uh, in last week's episode with my brother uh, when your uncle Mark was on here. Um, we, talked a little bit about how he got his first coaching job and how it had to do a lot with him being at a small school Mm -hmm. and they needed a coach. And, and, you know, so that, that definitely me being a coach and an athletic director has definitely influenced where we've been um, and where I ended up uh, geographically and what we did as a family. So that, that's a really good point. I never really thought about it that way. I mean, I could say pretty confidently, had you never been a coach, we probably wouldn't be, we probably wouldn't be where we are now. Um, But I'm, I'm satisfied with, with how things are now and where we've come. And I, I feel like it was always exciting going to your games and stuff growing up. And, and I, I don't think there's really much point in contemplating where we would be now. Had you not been, if I'm, if I'm satisfied with where we, with where we ended up. So yeah, yeah. If everybody was super unhappy about it, it probably would be given more thought. Although to I don't it, know but. if you being a coach would be the first thing I would blame on our on on why I was unhappy <laughs> with where I am, but I'm not. Unhappy with probably not. Hopefully, that would be far down yeah, the list. Yeah, probably pretty far. 
I can just, I can remember, it's funny, you know, I can remember you guys as kids being at uh, specifically like championship or really important games, holding up signs, you know, like we love the coach signs and stuff like that. And then it's funny because last year when we went to the championship games, you guys replicated some of those same signs and held them up at the games again. And I think, you know, somebody texted, there's pictures of that floating around somewhere, but it was that was just it was kind of neat to see and it brought back a lot of memories of when you guys were little uh sitting behind the bench with your mom you know holding up the signs and and that that yeah. was really special for me but let's um let's shift direction to to the the mom of the family here um i know Kathy for you there were probably some very challenging times to be married to a coach and um uh, you know when you're a coach like Ryan said, you, I feel like there's a lot of respect earned there and, you know, people like to be around you and they like to see you performing if that's what you want to call it. But I, there are also obviously times when I've had negative things said about me or my coaching or my coaching style or my strategy or whatever. And it's, it's super easy for people to sit up in the stands and, and, uh, you know, I've always said that, that coaching is, is one of those jobs where, you can stand on the sidelines and literally everybody in the gym gets to critique how you're doing and, and even verbally say, Hey, you're not doing a good job or you are doing a good job night after night after night. And you wouldn't get that in a normal job. Uh, but it, but it seems acceptable for people to sit in the stands and, and critique you as a coach and, and how you're performing or, or how your team is performing. So, uh, Kathy, did you ever have an experience as a coach's wife, whether directly or indirectly. And I mean by that, that people spoke to you directly about it, or you maybe you overheard a conversation where somebody was negative towards me as a coach. And if so, how did you, how did you handle that? How did you process that? I don't really have a whole lot of recollection of that happening frequently or even that much at all. Um, Perhaps people were just mindful <laughs> to make sure they weren't sitting Maybe. near me or something. Uh, I would have to say, though, that for the most part, if I knew there was a situation, I mean, you you didn't bring everything home, but I know that there were things that would happen and uh, there might be a disciplinary issue or, you know, with somebody on your team or uh, a, just a meeting with a parent that maybe could have gone better or something. And I just I think in those situations, if I came across them like in the hallway or in the gym, like I would either when I was younger, I'd probably just try to avoid them. And that was easy enough to do when your kids were little and you're trying to corral them and everything. But uh, as they got older, just kind of recognizing like maybe with just a smile or just kind of trying to act like I didn't know uh, what was going Mm -hmm. on. And, or if, if, if I, if they did know, just, you know, sending that assurance that, listen, this is just part of the journey. I, I didn't hold anything against them necessarily in the moment. Now, if I did hear something from a parent, which I can recall specifically not too long ago, there was a, a meeting and one of the parents stood up in this meeting with tons of parents and had some comments about you as both a coach and an athletic director indirectly by poking at the mm-hmm. athletic department. 
And I remember not being okay with it and going and talking to that person directly and just letting them know if they were able to do it better, they would be in your position. <laughs> but I, I, that was just maybe <laughs> sure. a moment, but I am, I am violently, um, I am violently supportive and protective of you because I know that you're, in my opinion, one of the best out there and I know where your heart is. So if anybody were to say anything to me, it, I mean, like I said, I don't remember it, but that's kind of like what happens when you, you know, have kids, childbirth, you forget the bad stuff as years go by and only the good stuff. So perhaps it's some of right. that, but um, yeah, I, for the most part, I just don't feel like I had too much of that as a rule. Good. You know? That's good. That's good. It's and, and one thing I know you guys have always been, uh, you know, f fiercely loyal to me, whether right or wrong. Um, I know that there, there are times when I haven't, there are times when I handle things correctly as a coach. There are times when you guys probably disagreed with how I've handled things. And, you know, you guys have always been supported through even, even through letting me know, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe you didn't handle this the right way, or maybe you could have handled this a little bit differently or, but you know, that's, that's, that's how I, as a coach learn and grow and, and it, and it's, I'm still learning and growing. Uh, even though I'm not on the young side of coaching anymore, I do, I do still feel like it's a process of, of learning and getting better how to deal with, with athletes and players and stuff like that. But all right, uh, Trevor and Avery, I have a question for you two specifically. Um, Ava, let's start with you as the two who played more competitive sports up through high school. What was it like having your dad as a coach and were there times you would have preferred he wasn't? Cause I think I, I before you answer, I, I know I coached both of you, Avery in, in probably just basketball uh, through your middle school years. Mm -hmm. And then I don't think you played basketball in high school. You kind of transitioned to just volleyball. Um, how was that? Like, were, were there times, you know, you, you wished I wasn't your coach or was that okay with you? I, you can, and you can be honest, okay. like be, be, be completely honest here. That's what I'm looking for. Um, I definitely think it was hard for you being my coach. Um, just because like you were my, I was in middle school, right? Like I was, I was so young. So it was right. like, it was hard to separate you as my father and as my coach. So like, I don't know when you would like critique something I was doing, like I would take it so personally because you were my dad. So, I mean, there were good parts about it. Like I liked that you were my dad being my coach, but I just, I felt like, I don't know. It was hard sometimes too. just, I thought as your daughter, you did put like more pressure on me and maybe that was just sure. me, but I mean, I was your daughter. So you want me to do my best, but I don't know. I felt like it was good, but it was hard at the same time. Because, sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I can understand that. And I think as a, from my perspective, uh, People, I think, always say the coach is harder on his own kids than than on everybody else. And I don't think you really see that as a coach when you're in it, when you're in the middle of it. I know that you're trying to be fair and you're trying to, you know, treat them like every other athlete on the team. But at the same time, I think as coaches coaching our own kids, we tend to overcompensate and maybe be a little harder on them so that people notice <laughs> Um, hey, look how hard I'm being on this kid and they're my own kid. So 
I'm not trying to play favorites or, uh, and, and I think for me, it was to avoid the appearance of, of trying to play favorites. Maybe I swung the other way a little too far. Um, that's, that's definitely a challenge as, as a dad or as a mom coaching your own children. It, it, it is tough to, to find that right balance of, you know, ha- how to treat them fairly like everybody else. And I, I think there's the, I think there's the aspect of other parents are always going to be looking to see if, if maybe you're treating your own kid better than you're treating theirs or, or giving them preference in, in playing time and stuff like that. So that's, that's a good answer, Ava. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Thanks for your honesty. Yeah. So Trevor, how about you? Uh, and I'll repeat the question here that Avery just had, but as the two who played more competitive sports through high school, what was it like for you having a dad as a coach? And were there times that you would have preferred that he wasn't your coach? I enjoyed having you as my coach a lot. I think when it came to having you as my coach, you were very fair in not treating me as if I were your son, but like more that I'm just one of the players on the team. So right. I, I, I appreciate how you handled that. I feel like a lot of coaches sometimes struggle with, you know, drawing the line between wanting to get their their family in the game and exposure and stuff, hoping to lead them down like a path of maybe getting somewhere, getting ahead of everyone else a little bit. Sure. Maybe of more success or giving them a leg up. Exactly. Yeah. Not that everyone does that, but I, I think I always kind of had a fear growing up when I did start to take an interest in sports that that might be the case and it never was. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that. I think also too, um, having not played my senior year and kind of having not a great experience my junior year, I think I kind of missed having you as my coach and was unsure if it was because I didn't work good with that coach or because I just happened to work good with you as my coach, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, it does. It does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So a, a little bit of a identity crisis there, I guess, of like, am I, do I actually enjoy basketball or is it, was, was it just cause my dad was my coach growing up? Yeah. Well, up till that point, in all fairness, I think I had been your only coach probably. So, you I know, had, um, was... yeah, I had Mike Walters as a coach for okay. yep. two years and he was a great coach, but that was, would that have been before I coached you at all? Like your first two years was with Mr. Walters. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Sixth and seventh grade were both with Mr. Walters. So nice. he was a good coach too. I enjoyed him. He was. Yep. One of the best. Very good. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, Trev. That those are those are great answers. I appreciate that, and I appreciate uh, you and Avery both being honest with me in in what could be a kind of a difficult question for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Uh, Logan and Ryan, you guys chose not to play sports much. Uh, Logan, I don't think you played. Um, any any sports at all growing up and and honestly i was completely fine with that i felt like uh i i definitely felt like i never wanted to push you guys to play i wanted you to play if you wanted to um so i hope you didn't feel like i ever you know guilted you for not playing or anything like that but as as the ones who chose not to play sports as much um 
Do you think having a dad that was a coach was an influencing factor in that, in your decision to, to not play as much as maybe your, uh, your brother and your sister? Uh, Logan, why don't we have you go first? Um, first of all, I want to say, um, there was no guilt that like I felt from you, uh, that I, like, I didn't, I didn't play any game or any, uh, sports through high school or middle school or anything. So there was definitely an aspect of guilt, but it was all self-imposed. Like I, de- I definitely felt like you would have been more proud of me if I had played or been good at a sport, but that was all self-imposed. None of that came from you. Um, Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to play. As in, I just, I just didn't want to no, play. That's a good. It, it didn't. It wasn't appealing. It did not appeal answer. to me. <laughs> um, no, that, that's a good answer. It's, it, there's yeah. some, sometimes it's I think that simple. I was you know? talking to Ryan because we knew we were having this podcast later today. Um, when we were getting our haircuts earlier, I mentioned to him that if I had considered playing at a younger age. I might have felt a little intimidated being um, like you have being having you as my coach, but only because I would feel like I wasn't, I wasn't like athletic. So I would, I would be like maybe a little insecure, intimidated that like I wouldn't do good enough. I wouldn't be good at it. And I didn't want to let you down if I did try, but that's not a problem because I didn't. So Right. <laughs> no. So that never, that, that was never an issue. So, well, I, I, I just say this as a side note, you know, there's, there's, there's no, whether you played sports or not is not an issue. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't play into how proud I am of, of you guys as a dad and you Avery as a dad uh, has nothing to do with whether you played sports or not. I'm proud of all of you kids and what you've accomplished and where you're at in your life. And when I, when I sit and think about, Oh, Logan didn't play, but Ryan did. I'm sure proud of Ryan, but Logan, eh, you know, those, those thoughts never, they never crossed my mind. I I'm, I'm proud of all you kids and, uh, and, uh, proud of you equally. Um, but I appreciate your honesty there, Logan, and your answer and Ryan, what about you? And I know you hold on now. So you did play a little bit through middle school. I don't think I ever coached you. I could be wrong. You know, I am 50. So my mind isn't always as sharp as it used to be, but, I don't think I coached you in any sports, but correct me if I'm wrong. And then did your decision to not really keep playing have anything to do with the fact that I was the coach? I didn't want to be coached by you because I didn't want to steal all of your glory, which I know would have happened (laughs) because the one year I did, the one year I did play basketball, I, you know, I, if I remember correctly, I had the most points out of anybody in my, in my grade. And I just felt like that would have been unfair to you. You, oh, you know I, how I, I like all the glory. I do. Yeah, I felt like I felt like that yeah, would have reflected yeah. back at home. Too, and I, I, I don't think I was mentally prepared for that. <laughs> also, I, I did, I did have crippling stage fright, and that's that's probably the bigger reason why I didn't play play sports past sixth grade. Yeah. Um, I think I remember one. I remember one time we were we were the one year I did play. It was a home game and it was in the fourth quarter and I was just so relieved I hadn't gotten put in yet. And then, and then the coach, the coach called my name and I knew it was happening and I panicked and he called me over and he was like, I'm putting you in. I was like, coach, I gotta go to the bathroom. So what did you do? Did you run across the gym? I don't think I've ever run. I don't think I've ever oh, run to the word. bathroom. It probably so never fast. went for so long either. 
No, no, I, I stayed in there until I heard, yeah, until I heard the buzzer. No, that's a great story. Um, oh, well, Dad knew it because he came in. He followed me in there. I wasn't coaching that. He followed me in there. He was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I can't do it. Oh, my um, word. But no, I don't think no, I don't. But I don't, I don't, I don't think you being the coach ever, ever had any, any impact on my decision. Like I said, I was always kind of, I, I preferred to stay kind of in the, in the back, in the background. I, I, I liked cheering you on from yeah. the, from the, from the stands. I felt like that was mo- much more enjoyable to me than, than, than actually playing would have, yeah, would maybe, or could have you been being in the stands um, and cheering was more your comfort in your comfort zone than being on the bench or on the floor competing. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and by the time I got to like high school, I feel like, you know, my priorities were in, in, in working more and I felt like I couldn't do, I probably yeah. couldn't do both, you know, working and, and playing and, and yeah, that's just kind of where my priorities shifted towards, but I did, I enjoyed, I, I more enjoyed being, being there is just like support from the, from the, from the stands than I, I feel like I would have sure, enjoyed sure. being on, on the team. And Logan, if I remember correctly, uh, I think there was a year where you ran all the sound and stuff like that for for our games and did the uh, the warm up music and all that stuff, right? So you were involved that yeah. way. That was a big help. <laughs> yeah, Logan. Logan well, loves conversation. Okay. You can't tell. The thing that is, already. when you said Logan that, it reminded me of like the one and only specific memory I have from that, and that's the time <laughs> I didn't start the music when I was supposed to. It was the national. I was supposed to start the oh, national no. anthem, <laughs> and I'm I walked in like. It was dead silent. Everybody was just waiting for the music to start. And I walked in to the gym because I had left my post for some reason. And I had, (laughs) I just didn't know it was time yet. (laughs) But I walk in and I see you walk. You like, you look kind of mad. I'm not going to lie. Walking, you had to walk across the gym, like across the court to the sound system. And you locked eyes with me as I walked in the, in the gymnasium. And I knew I had like missed my cue. And at the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal. But in the moment, you're like, oh, man, I had this responsibility right. and I totally messed up. Yeah. Like, like literally Logan, you have you one, job one job and I just, do, right? I dropped the ball. Yeah, I don't. Honestly, I don't remember I that. Um, and I'm I'm definitely not the type. And actually, we were, we were just at a game the other day. This is kind of funny. We're at a game the other day where the guy doing the announcing um, was kind of on the dull side to begin with. But. Uh, he, um, he, he said, everybody stand and we're going to listen to the national anthem. So we all stood and there was that awkward silence for about, I'll say 10 seconds, but 10 seconds is a long time when everybody's just standing there waiting and the music never came on. And finally he goes, join me in singing the national anthem. And it was, and so everybody just sang it, but I'm definitely not the type to, to say, join me in singing the national anthem. Like I would never do that. I'd rather walk that walk of shame across the court to the sound thing and turn the music on myself. So anyways, that's a, that's a good memory. I, I, I had completely forgotten about that, but all right. Uh, so it, in ending here, I just, I want to come back to you, Kathy, for a second. Um, tell us a little bit about some of the challenges you faced as a mom of, of eventually four little kids um, and also being the wife of a coach. Yeah, I tried to, you gave me this question in advance and I wish I was better prepared because you know how I am about keeping on a single thought. I don't do it. Yeah, multiple so, thoughts is fine. But, yeah. 
I feel like, especially when the kids were little, and I, first of all, let me just say this. I would never look at my time as a wife of um, a coach having little kids as a challenge at this point. It was always something I truly enjoyed because I feel that it was just our life. It wasn't anything I ever gave much thought right. it's to. It's just who we were. I knew. It's just pardon? who we were. It's who we were, exactly. And I feel like your and my goals as a family from the start were we wanted to be a close family. We wanted to be in each other's lives and we wanted to grow together and grow up together. Right. And so I felt it was, I, I think it was just natural that we were, we made it a point to be at every game. Look, Trevor was two weeks old when he was at mm -hmm. his first basketball tournament. Um, the kids could sleep through anything because they could sleep through a basketball yeah. game with buzzers and fans and all that stuff, whistles going off. Um, but, you know, it, it did have inherent, if you want to call it challenges, but just things that you had to work out. Like daddy's got late practice. So we're, you know, we're going to eat late or when they were little, we're going to eat, we're going to put you to bed and mom and dad will, eat. you know, just kind of those kinds mm -hmm. of adjustments. There were weeks where there might be three games and I'm sorry, I didn't want my kids eating concessions three nights a week. So I would have to make meals and bring it. Not that they didn't still, you know, come at me about money for candy and treats and right, all that right, stuff right. at the concession yep. stand, which I always, as much as I could accommodated that because, you know, Hey, part of the mm -hmm. experience, but I feel like one of the greatest things that I did take away from having young kids as um, in an environment so frequently, we became part of the fiber of the community that we were in at the moment, that the families of your student athletes became our extended family. You know, we had, you know, what do you call it? We, we had like fake, fake or just adopted, let's say that, aunts and uncles mm -hmm. and grandparents. And we never lived near family while the kids were growing up. And I think about, a lot of the people that have been through our lives and have invested in our kids and, and in us as, you know, as adults uh, just took us under their wing and just loved us. And so I think that overall, I, I, I wouldn't look at anything that we've had as any kind of a challenge that had to be overcome. It was just life. Right. So, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed every minute of it. I've enjoyed the ups. I've enjoyed the, you know, not so much ups, yep. <laughs> but as far as, you know, your teams and the couple schools we've been in, um, I've, I've really just counted it a blessing to be part of it in any aspect. And I feel like you just took, took the kids and brought them along. And I think it's all in your yeah. attitude. And I don't feel like the kids ever, did you guys ever feel like, oh, mom hates this or, you know, let's, you know, the, I think the kids might have been more resentful if I would have been resentful right, about right. it. But I just feel like it was just something we all enjoyed at every stage and the different things that that, that they were able to to do. Kids running around with their friends, Avery being a little cheerleader, <laughs> uh, Logan forgetting to be the national anthem. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know all those great all those great <laughs> memories. But um, yeah. I, I would have to say that overall, it's just been it's been an enjoyable yeah, yeah. journey. So I think uh, kind of uh, jumping on that topic right there, the the in, in closing, probably 
if I had to give advice to young coaches that are just starting out, maybe you're just, just have a young family or whatever, try to, you know, don't, don't make it so that your coach over here and then your family's over here. Um, try to make it where you, your family comes with you on that journey. Like, you know, make it, make it a family thing, make it who you are as a family. Don't try to separate one from the other. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a blessing to, and at least it was for me to have a supportive family who is there in the, in the bad times and who is there in the really awesome times and make those memories together. Don't, don't try to, you know, don't try to shelter them from that or make, make them a part of it. And I think as they grow up, they will appreciate that more. They will appreciate having, having been a part of, of something that was special. It's not all, it's not always great. You know, sometimes there are late nights and there are, disappointments and there are challenges to overcome with athletes and parents. And some of that can trickle into your home life and some of it can put you in a bad mood. And, and, but your family is always, is the consistent thing through all of that. And, uh, and I always found that they can, they can help you tremendously through those moments of discouragement. And they can also be your biggest cheerleaders when things are going great. So I appreciate you have having you guys on today. Um, you guys have been great guests and have had lots of good input. I did, I did, you know, obviously send you some of the questions ahead of time, but I, I had no idea what the answers would be. So it's been fun listening to you guys talk and to get your perspective on things. So any, any final words from anybody? Otherwise, um, you know, hope you guys have a, a great afternoon and I will see you guys later. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Today I'll leave you with a quote from John Wooden who was the men's basketball coach at UCLA from 1948 to 1975. During that time, he had a record of 620 wins and 147 losses. The quote is this, A good coach can change a game. A great coach can change a life. So good luck, coaches, and coach on. Coach on.